When there are no rules, women take charge, by order of the Peaky Blinders. Welcome into our spoiler-free podcast, breaking down every single episode of the 1920s family gang drama on Netflix and BBC. I'm your host, Daniel Gilman. And I'm Josh Levy. This is episode four of the third season. This was a wild episode. Tommy gets fooked. He, he's, he's going in on his plan, but he really gets fooked by Father Hughes and, uh, Really one of the most horrifying and vile television scenes that I've ever seen. We'll break it down right now. Daniel, I'm excited for this one. This is my favorite episode of the season to date. Of the first four episodes of season three, this one, easily my favorite. So much going on. Definitely. So much. He doesn't just get fucked by Father Hughes. He gets absolutely shafted by his aunt, Polly Gray, who I have a feeling we're going to talk about in Winners and Losers. And we're going to add a new segment to the end. We talked about it a little bit. On 3.3, we're going to add a segment at the very, very end that does include spoilers for those of you who have seen through Season 5, and we're going to call it... Grace's Secrets. Oh, I love it. Josh came up with it at the end of last episode, and so that's what we're going to do, and we're going to have you guys, if you want, chime in, whether you have seen or haven't seen your spoiler-free feedback or your spoiler-filled feedback, and we can talk about it in the end of the episode. Our rewatch continues. Here with Season 3, Episode 4. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at By Order of Peaky. Click subscribe. Tell one person that you know would love or does love this show and doesn't listen to us or send us emails at bootpeakyblinders at gmail.com. Another 8.9 episode, Josh, and I think this one was, was in the nines for me. The description kind of says it all. Polly goes to confession, igniting a chain of events that reveals a trap being laid at the Shelby's expense, Tommy plans an exit from Dirty Business. 8.9 is like criminal, in my opinion, with this episode. This We'll talk about it more in in, in, uh, in possible spoilers, but uh, it, this would deserve it like a 9.4, in my opinion, 9.5. Way better than the last episode, so... And the descriptions have gotten so much better from season one. So that's, that's no more like, no more like legitimate spoilers. In, right. <laughs> it's like, okay, all right, we don't know if Paul is going to confession, but... We'll uh we'll figure it out what uh, happens in that confessional because that's how you know this episode really starts off and fucking Polly man right off the bat she goes into the church drops the the Shelby name even though it's a holy day and they're not taking confession she's like my name is Shelby you'll take my confession and she just fucks it all up says that a man of the cloth will be killed also mentions that she killed a, a policeman but she's not even like sorry about it so i don't understand what the first part of her going to confession is for if not to get like abs- absolving right isn't that the point of uh, i'm not catholic but isn't that the point of going to confession not to just brag about how you don't feel sorry about murdering a policeman and that's going to lead to what is the most gruesome scene of the whole season series tommy getting his skull cracked by father hughes just because this guy told us about it and my favorite part of the confessional was when the the priest that she's confessing to asks her if she's a murderer. And she says, if you're talking about the law, then no. You know, it's if referring back to like to a, to a Campbell and like basically, you no, know, I killed him and that's not, it wasn't illegal to kill him. I, I didn't break the law there. Yeah, she got, she even, you know, talks about the Bible where it's like, you know, killing unjustly right or something like that was it was it was nonsense she was blacked out it leads into you know where she goes next (laughs) 
the strike. Which leads into my least favorite scene in all five seasons of the show. Oh, I loved it, man. I disagree. I thought it was just a waste of like two and a half minutes, in my opinion. No, it's awesome. Linda shows up talking about everybody and and saying, like, I want to get in on this. Like, I've heard that, you know, you guys might do illegal things, but not immoral things. And Arthur says that what you do is illegal, but not immoral. <laughs> Uh, Esme says depends on what time you show up and then they go out and, and they go on strike they go to and... the boring let's go to the boring and I just I mean I, I I don't know I like this they bring up Jesse Eden who is supposed to be this real life brummy heroine who leads all these big strikes and Lizzie reveals that she's been sleeping with Tommy and she's like yes yes I have I've been sleeping with Thomas only here and there whenever he wants and and that's the first you know the first person that Tommy slept with until he until he fucks Tatiana in that wild mansion scene. Oh, and you didn't like you didn't like the strike. We won't really talk too much about that. You know they end up negotiating to get to get bathrooms for the women. I understand the purpose, and we and, and we meet this you know we find out about this Jesse Eden fellow uh, lad lady however you say lady gal who uh, is, is the one who's leading the charge and she wants extra lavatories for women, equal pay, blah, blah, blah. That's really all you have to mention. You know, women are, are gaining more power. It's, it's it's with the time. So they go on strike. So, but the, the, the Tatiana scene was wild. And she, it was, it was just, it was perfectly done by Stephen Knight to have those scenes back to back because she's, you know, when she says, as you said in the, in the, in the opening of the episode, when there are no rules, women take charge. And it's like what we just saw before. So it's kind of, you know, maybe this is a new underlying theme that we're going to see. But she is wild, man. She plays Russian roulette. I thought she was going to oh actually, like, she, like, when she pulled, like, Tommy and Killian Murphy did such a good job of, like, when she pulled the trigger, actually believing that she was going to shoot herself, if you know, like, just very close attention to detail. And I just love how at the end of all of that madness, they end up like making out again. They probably have sex again after all that. After he was just like, "You're mad." <laughs> it was. I mean, it's great. And and Tatiana's waiting at his house. We find out later that Tommy has a bullet meant for Hughes, but Tatiana wants proof that he's a traitor. And then we get the craziness. Tatiana's trying to tell Tommy that he needs to take more of his life. That he's just a scared little kid who broke in through the window of his own mansion. He's like a boy broken through the window. And he, she keeps saying how madness sets him free. Otherwise, we are just passengers obeying the law. And obviously the Russian roulette. And then Tatiana kind of explains that she's like a telegram. She is going to give him information, whether it's teaching him or just opening up his eyes to the world of being rich. And then at the end with Mary saying, you know, the one who comes down first, the maid who comes down first after midnight is the one in love with the master. And then Mary lets her leave in the morning with Tommy's car. It, honestly, like I, 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 on my, this is my third time like around, like really watching the scene intently. And I had to like rewind it just to hear what Tatiana was saying, because she says so much nonsense back to back to back to back. And it makes absolutely no sense. She says, as a duchess, I can show you what is possible for a man like you. A man in a house like this. Right now, you hide it inside like a boy who's broken through the window. Why do we come to a bedroom for this in your own home? She, then she grabs the gun, starts running around, laughing. She goes, we can fuck by the fire with the maid, standing, full attention and watching. What could they do? Nothing. What? There are no rules for you. She's just spewing nonsense. And it's just, like, insane. And she says, in Russia, we used to play a game. And that was, like, one, like one of the coolest things, you know, actually seeing 
in, in like around this time, like Russian roulette is like was actually a thing, and these fucking people are mad, and they would do this. And so that'll lead us right into the the big scene of the episode, the big final act when Tommy leaves to go kill Father Hughes. He he follows him. Hughes is in this like fair in, in the bathroom, and it's obviously a setup. And Tommy gets fucking popped by these men who they they served in India and and Patrick Jarvis was upset that they got men who served in India because they don't know when to stop because they almost kill Tommy and when Tommy's near death for the second straight season in a row we have Tommy near death here in the beginning parts of the season and he ends the episode going to medical care with Ada but first he gets that stern talking to by Jarvis and Hughes telling him that they are passing along information to the Soviets Okay. Part of it's it's part of a bigger picture. And then he needs Tommy needs to explain to these exiled Russians, which I will explain about in a little bit, explain to these Georgians that he is mistaken and they threaten to take his son, but Tommy doesn't give a fuck about that. I, I mean, I don't know why Tommy's not more scared of this threat, because they've threatened Ada, they've threatened Charlie, and Tommy just goes straight to this connection with Ada with the Soviets and tells them what's happening and tells us, Josh explains to us what's happening. Here we Find go. Find some closure, man. Clarity. Section D. Clarity, sorry, clarity, clarity. Section D wants the robbery to be sabotaged, which is what Tommy tells to the Soviet man that Ada sets him up with at the very end of the episode. Tommy is literally half dead after having to go and do that, you know, that weird little, like, absolving with Father Hughes in the meeting with, you know, Tatiana and Isabella and all of them. And then Tommy leaves and goes straight to Ada's, not to the hospital. He says that, the members of the British establishment and the exiled white Russians, which is Tommy, you know, Churchill and Father Hughes and all these people and these duchesses, the exiled Russians, are planning to rob these armored cars. The informant that the Soviets think that they have in the bag is Father Hughes, who is really working for the British government. The British government wants the Soviets to stop the robbery because the Russians... The Soviets, I want to be very clear, the Soviets, okay? Because Russians gets thrown around here, but there's two different sides of Russians. There's the exiled ones, Isabella and and Tatiana, and then there's the ones that are active, the, the Putin, you know what I mean? The Soviets. They want the Soviets to stop the robbery, committing a violent act on British soil, which is assumably to, to either stop or blow up the train, forcing the British government to break off diplomatic relations. So that's the long game. That's the game. That's the whole thing. And the Shelbys and the Gypsies are going to be the bait, and they will most likely be fucked for it. And that's that. There you go. That, oh my they'll, god, that's it all laid out. There will be collateral damage to all of this madness, and they're going to be the ones who are going to have to do all the work for it as well for Father Hughes and for the government. And it's just, it's such a crazy plot to think about. Like, it, it and it's it's taken like not every time we like every time we watch again we fought, we're like. We figure something more out because it's so complex. We're like, oh, so that makes sense. Okay, that makes sense now. It's just a very complex plot that Stephen Knight puts on here. And Tommy Shelby is realizing all of this. Meanwhile, he has like 35 concussions and is suffering from a brain hemorrhage and his skull was still cracked and he's still able to pull all this off. So freaking kudos to Tommy Shelby. And if we go back a little bit, we get details about the robbery as we learn that there are 27 stolen armored cars. They're going to get paid 150 grand for it. Diamonds, sapphires, and cash all together. 
Michael is even involved. Polly said it's okay. And then we get this long thing as, as the Shelbys are talking about how their father is dead and they go and kill a stag. And we get this long conversation about how this is going to be the last job. And I love that. You see it in Italian job. You see it in Ocean's Eleven. Whenever someone says it's their last job, it's just a preamble for something going wrong. And Arthur, who has a baby now, and Linda, who works the negotiations from Tommy, gets it up to 41,000 pounds and then gives us the big reveal that they have already been accepted to this commune in the Native American soil of California, and they're going to become a husband and man. wife missionaries <laughs> with teachers, and Arthur's going to have the fresh air get all of the, the bad shit out of his brain. And Linda finds out that Tommy needs to dig a hole. Tommy gives a little bit more information. I'm trying to just build all the pieces for you guys together because Tommy says, well, you know, expenses have come up. We're going to dig a hole. And... We learn that they are going to dig into where the jewelry is held in the treasury, which is what Tatiana divulged to Tommy in their conversation by explaining that Isabella shoves a diamond up her snatch and then walks up to breakfast every morning. So these little things upon the rewatch are what Josh and I are able to kind of gather together for you Such guys. Such a complex plot. Like, it's one of the most complicated plot lines that we have, we've had on the show. It's by far the most complicated we've had so far on the show, and... I love that conversation. A sleeper scene in this episode is that conversation between Tommy and Charlie Strong. Charlie Strong is is fucking done with 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 Tommy. You know he's he he's always hesitant, right? And he's just like, "Look at you, Arthur, a man who wants to live a clean life. Here you are, here you are, signing up for the biggest robbery of them all." And Charlie has bad vibes, and so does Curly. Shouldn't shouldn't have, shouldn't have killed the shouldn't have killed the stag, Tommy. Bad luck. Bad luck. Bad luck. Everything's bad luck for Curly. Remember he, he had yes, bad, he the knows. bad vibes he, in the horse he's auction? always foreshadowing something. Curly is like the catalyst to like foreshadowing of something bad. And sure enough, Tommy gets spooked in this episode, gets his skull. Not only did he get his skull like crashed in like on that wall, like they banged his head on like on like the pipe that was like made of like metal, like the corner of it. You know, you oh, know when you when you like hit rough. the corner of a table with like you know like your your arm and it hurts. Imagine like your funny yeah, bone. Yeah, it's like in his temple just smashed into that. It was just, oh my god! I told you every single time that I that I watched that scene for like the third or fourth time, I still cringe. It's like watching the Red Wedding. You still you know it's coming, but you still can't help it. I didn't. I didn't. I couldn't look. I heard it and I couldn't watch it. We also learned that uh, Tatiana has switched cars with Tommy, so he's driving that Bentley around. Pulls up to Birmingham with the Bentley. <laughs> an epic flex there. There's also an awesome, iconic image of those women all walking through the street with Lizzie kind of flexing her muscles. She's super tall. You've seen it online, I'm sure. And then, uh, and then another side thing that's gone on here is that Esme's starting to get fed up. She's doing cocaine while she's pregnant. She breaks into the safe after hearing Lizzie tell Polly the combination in the beginning, and John catches her trying to steal some and kind of compares it to being a, a hen cooped up in literally a, a chicken coop. And John kind of says, whenever you want, we can just go away. So Arthur and John are trying to flee, and, and it's you can tell that, that, uh, that the family's starting to separate a little bit now as they get one little, uh, one little side conversation as... They decide to hire this this local kid who can kind of fill in the background of the Russian house, and they're offering him one of the pubs from that the Italians that I that I kind of wrote down. So they're gonna they have a spy now in and, the and, uh, yes in, in the Georgians house. And Ada once again the motherfucking plug getting shit done for Tommy. Ada's clutch. She is. She is literally six man of the year. Six man of the year. 
Six six woman of the year, Ada, Ada Shelby. Yeah, and I do have to say that that final line was haunting when Ada's trying to get him to the to the medical area, or the hospital. Jeez, I couldn't remember the name of a hospital. And and Tommy says, "I can't see, except for you, Dad. I can see you." And we just found out Stephen Knight ties everything in beautifully. There was no other reason to tell us that the Shelby's dad is dead, Arthur Senior, except. For this final line of this episode to kind of tell us that Tommy can see the light and he's almost dead. Fucking crazy, man. I I thought that when he was on that stretcher post getting his skull cracked and everything, when and then when they threw him down like in like the in the, into the sewers or whatever that area, you could see his like feet were crossed up with each other. He looked dead. He looked dead. I thought they were going to a hospital. I even wrote down back to back seasons. They're heading to a hospital. I'm like, oh shit, no, they're not. They're going to a fucking empty ass <laughs> basement. I thought he was gone. I really did, but uh, just insane. And he's and even even at one point later in the episode, he says he when when he makes the phone call and he says ten a.m. no no ten p.m. He like, can't speak. He can't think, and he pukes. And I'm like, damn, this this guy is fucked. Like I, I I don't know how he's gonna recover from this. And then we get you know a second of Polly and Ruben. We don't have to talk about that. Ruben's kind of like anchoring down Polly's look for the portrait. That's all we get there. I know you hate that storyline, and. Uh, and we find out there's a mole. There's going to be a mole that Section D has implanted. So Tommy fires all of his former soldiers at the end with Mary. Mary's like, I don't understand. What's happening? What's happening? And Tommy hires a bunch of the, the only gypsies and kin. So he makes sure that Arthur understands on the phone because Hughes threatened that they have someone inside. Man, it's, I mean, this episode a little bit was all over the place, but at the same time, it's an important episode. It's a great episode. A lot, a lot of good things happened. I'm trying to kind of get all the, the highlights for you guys down before we do our favorite quotes. And there was only one other scene that I have written down here that I loved. And it's when John got to inform Tommy that the women were going on strike. Right when Tatiana oh showed up at his, at his mansion. And John's like, Tommy, you're never going to believe this. They said Polly is is standing up on a on a on a milk carton or whatever preaching, and she's got more people listening to her than Jesse Eden does. And then Tommy's like, "Well, you know, Good Friday is is our best day." And then John sees that Tatiana's laying on the couch, and it's a classic look from the brother. He just he just like looks at him. He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "All right." He's like, "I see you. I see you." <laughs> and then later later he tells Polly about how how attractive she is, and Polly's like, "Be careful. Be careful with this one." Yeah, and also there was one thing from this episode when Polly and Tommy are talking is when you're grieving, he's like, you're, you're grieving. And when you're grieving, you make bad decisions. I know because it happened to me. And Tommy, like, is it's true. He's grieving. And, and like, I, I thought originally last episode that, you know, Tommy wouldn't ever cave to Tatiana. He wouldn't, you know, sleep with her, even though she is, like, captivating He's he he's grieving and he made the decision to to sleep with her and he's in bed with the Russians and he's you know making these decisions about this robbery and you know, really planning something just out of their league to say so that was a really powerful quote to me and I guess that's one of my favorite quotes of the episode that could be your favorite I have two favorites here and one of them I put in the very open but there's a second half to it when Tatiana's talking to Tommy and she says she's talking about how constantly women are thrown into agreements in the old time and you know men would be given and women would be given and all this. And then she says, when there are no rules, women take charge. They understand that the power they have come through silent agreements. And that's when Tommy told John to put a nail in the tire. And it's the second time we've seen the old nail in the tire move. Yeah, it's, it's, it is the way to, to get, 
to get what you want, I guess, in Tommy Shelby's world. You gotta sh- oh, when you also find out that Lizzie is fucking Tommy here and there, you know? Yep. You know, he, he's like, and then Esme's like, must be talking in his sleep. And she's like, shut up, Esme. <laughs> I just love it. But we find out that he's not. Instead, it's Arthur. And they say Linda has stolen Arthur's right. soul and taken it to the suburbs where men are honest to their wives. That was a great line, too. Yeah, no, this is a powerful, this is a, this is a strong episode for Esme. She's, uh, she's, she's the way off the damn snow. She's freaking five months gone. And it's not good. And John's telling her, lay off the snow until the baby's born. But uh, yeah, they're, ha- they're having another baby. The baby is there's a couple babies going to be born and here. I'm going to lead this into my winner and it's Linda because Linda got to come in and lead the strike. And that's really cool. And now they have a women's bathroom, which is crazy. They didn't have a women's bathroom in this headquarters that they're always working in. And then the other thing is when she works Tommy. And this has my other favorite quote when she kind of talks Tommy down 25,000. Well, I thought, according to my math, it'd be like 41,000. She was, I was like, well, she was exceptional. Uh, uh, yeah. She was now, exceptional you know, there. Josh is in law school right now. I am. I am. She That's lawyered how you the fuck out of baby. Tommy. She lawyered Tommy real hard. And she's smart, man. But she's annoying. She's smart. And then she kind of talks it out. She says, okay, well, the baby is planning on being born in September. When's the robbery? Tommy's like, June. She goes, okay, that's perfect. Everything will be all lined up where we will fly to, you know, take take a, we'll go, what, Panama Canal, I think she said is how yeah, they're going to get to California. I almost said fly, but I don't think they can do that. And uh, and then and then Tommy just goes, so you've worked it all out. You've worked this all out, I see. And she says, only in my head. I haven't written it down yet. And then he goes, he goes, Linda, did we agree on 41,000? And she goes, I heard nothing to the contrary. <laughs> she was she was sly, man. Tommy's ne- never really had to deal with a smart cat like that within the family. Yep, that's my winner. And I'm sorry to guys to tell you that there were no Johnny Dogs lines in 3.4, so I don't have my Johnny Dogs line of the episode. At least we got Curly though. We got we got a little Curly telling him not to kill a stag. That's it. 100. My I guess I'll go with my winner right now is Tatiana because she did it. Tati. She did Tati 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 Tati. She didn't. She didn't fire the bullet. She didn't die. She won in Russian roulette, which is very hard to do. And she got to sleep with Tommy, and she's kind of you know taking control and sending the message. So I'm gonna go with Tatiana as my winner of the episode. Who's your loser? My loser. I mean, to- Tommy Shelby. I mean, I don't think there's any other loser in this episode. He gets his damn skull bashed in, brain hemorrhage. Con- 25 million concussions at once just really losing it and we see him at his lowest in my opinion in the show so far he is at his lowest at the end the last 20 15 minutes of the episode i I don't think i don't even think it's 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 up for debate yeah well you know it's funny even in tommy's worst episodes he still gets to have sex with tatiana it's and still still getting business done we think right we think he has sex with tatiana right right? yeah she's under him like she's under him like a horse come on all right my loser I don't know how this isn't just everyone's loser here. Polly fucks everyone, man. She blows it all. She kills. She doesn't kill him, but she kills Tommy's brain cells, which we'll talk about in our spoiler section later and how that kind of impacts Tommy for the rest of the, his life. But God, Polly, why do you have to? Whatever. She's just, just like, pissed. she's, she's the woe of this episode. And then on top of it all, which I never even caught in my first two watches of this show, Tommy tells Polly that. She's the only one he told about Father Hughes. I know. And that's when I was like, did it click? She goes, thanks click? for the burden. Thanks for the burden. Right. Like, how does Tommy not know? Especially when they later tell him, oh, when, when Father Hughes is like, I heard about 
you uh, your plans to kill a, 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 a man of the cloth. Tommy, what does Tommy think? That someone overheard him in the kitchen? No, how does he not know that's Polly? Oh, that makes me mad. He just says, fuck you. <laughs> I don't know how he had, he had the audacity to say fuck you to Father Hughes after, you know, having like four people around him and his brains bashing, but, you know, to each their own, Tommy Shelby. All right, so I know you rarely have nitpicks, but you texted me about one. I'm going to get mine out of the way, my first one, and then I have a second nitpick. My first one is, why is Father Hughes scaring children in that final, like, scene with him? Like, doesn't make it, no one does that. He's, like, creeping on them. He's such a, he, he, he makes a lot of, you know, little allusions to, to children, and it's very telling that he is a creep and a weirdo, and I freaking hate sucks. him. What was he doing? He, like, like, what was he doing? Like, the He's, parents like, running just, after them, scaring The parents him. were, like, looking at him, like, sussed out. It was it was weird. He's strange. But, yeah, why was he I doing I don't know. That? And then there's later something that he says that, that I think creates all the confusion. I'll talk about that in a second. But you were texting me about Finn and the unfairness towards Finn in this episode. Yes. So, I don't know if y'all noticed Finn wasn't in the conversation about their father dying, you know, after they had just mounted the stag. It was just Tommy... It was just Finn. It was just Arthur. No, no, it was, sorry. It was just John. It was just Arthur. It was just Tommy. There was no Finn, and Charlie and Finn were out, like, you know, away while John, Tommy, and Arthur were talking about their father. And then he calls Finn back in. Why the hell wasn't Finn involved in the discussion about his own father? That was something that bothered me. He's just, like, kind of outcasting Finn for no reason, but that it is, that is his his father. So that was my nitpick. Yeah, that's, that's annoying. I, I, that's just... I don't know. Sad, I, it doesn't really matter. And then Linda mentions that you split it three ways because Finn isn't old enough to get reap the benefits of the robbery. So Finn just gets shit on this episode. This is a tough one for Finn. And then here's my big, the big nitpick. And I think this is what created the confusion from a few episodes for us. The confusion for everyone. My grandparents called me confused. My aunt was confused. The whole Russian storyline. And this is what it draws down to. And I don't want to say it's 100% Stephen Knight's fault, but this is just a mistake in writing. And I will never, ever criticize this this genius but if you could just clear this up it would change everything because when father hughes is standing over a nearly dead tommy trying to clarify what tommy needs to do to resurrect everything and saying how he needs to apologize and say that he was wrong and that he's passing on information to the soviets as part of a bigger picture quote tell the russians that you are mistaken that's what father hughes says not the exiled Russians, not the former Russians, tell the Russians. So now it's like, what do you mean tell the Russians? So now we're just going to call Isabella and the Grant and the Duchess and all of them. We're going to just going to call them Russians because now there's the Soviets and the Russians. That's Isn't that synonymous? Like that, that confused the shit out of me right when I heard it. I'm like, doesn't he mean exiled Russians? Doesn't he mean Georgians? Doesn't he mean Bolsheviks? There are so many other words to use and he just said plain old Russians. It's definitely extremely confusing and you know, passing on information also has, like, different meanings and stuff. Like, is he passing... He's passing information to the Soviet embassy, and, like, what is the... And and so what is the exact information that he's passing on? It's, like, it's not really clear. You know what I mean? I just don't like it. I just don't like that he says... I'm passing on information to the Soviets, and in the same sentence, he says, tell the Russians that you are mistaken. When he obviously means, like, the Georgians. So there's just... I mean, it's just a mistake. I just just consider it a, a mistake... Where I don't know how Stephen Knight considered how no one would under like not understand that it was obviously going to be confusing. Right. Oh, definitely, it's definitely confusing. All right, now what we're going to do is we're going to end the episode for those of you that are watching in live or have not seen all the way through season five, and we're going to wait twenty thirty seconds by 
I don't know, Josh, you want to sing red, right hands or something? We'll just give 20 seconds <laughs> and, uh, and we're going to, uh, turn it off, press pause, press cancel, stop. We're going to go into Grace's secrets, which is going to be a special bonus spoiler filled segment. Where we're going to discuss one talking point per episode, allowing everything Allowing everything to be on the table. You guys can give your remarks and we can talk about feedback next episode in Drace's Secrets. And a whisper in the storm Star comes a dark handsome man. Alright, welcome right. into Grace's <laughs> Secrets. Last episode, we really divulged whether Grace could continue through season four and five of the show, or whether her, you know, her past and her demeanor could not hold up to the Changretas and the politics of the world. In this episode, we're going to talk about the fractured skull. And Tommy next episode is going to talk about how he needs glasses now. And then he'll wear glasses forever. And it's because of Polly and it's because of this. Instantly when watching this in with the hindsight goggles, as I'll, as I'll refer to them as from now on in Grace's Secrets, I really do wonder if this brain hemorrhage affects Tommy and his decision-making throughout up until what we've seen. And it's like, has he made really poor decisions or has he been smart? And it's like kind of a mixture of both. He kind of has made poor decisions and kind of defies people. And, you know, we think back to when he almost had his family hung. This is the end of this season. And, and it's, yes, it's the it's the only thing that, that he could have done because they were one second too late to blow up the train. But the way he the way he didn't let them escape to America like Arthur and didn't let right. he held yeah. them all captive long enough for the coppers to show up it feels like yes and it's obvious There's, yeah it, it's, it's definitely... obvious in season five that his brain is a little messed up especially in the very end of it where you start to see him really breaking down and then how about the end of season four when he like drinks himself half to death and just all he does is take opium. So yes, I think there's obvious CTE involved with right, Tommy. Right, I was about Sheldon. to say he has some CTE like like going on right now. He's and I mean with packing on to what happened to the war as well, and you know this brain hemorrhage like that was a brutal, 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 and it's just something that I never thought about like really since we like when I was watching it live. It's like how is this really going to affect him in the future? And I definitely think that it has affected him. You know, in season five, he is really, you know, at his low with Oswald Mosley and he doesn't really know how to defeat him. And I and I kind of wonder if, like, you know, if the Tommy Shelby that, you know, had that savage dog, you know, mentality, like, mentality earlier on, if he wasn't so affected and, you know, the way he's quick on it. He used to be so so quick on his feet, which he still is, but I wonder if, you know, the brain hemorrhage has really affected that. Not to mention next episode when Tatiana chokes him, nearly killing him so he could have sex with Grace. Like that the- can't help. The sexual like asphyxiation it reminded me of like Mindhunter. Yeah, when, like the freaky. Was it the BTK well, killer? My, yeah, the BTK killer and the sexual asphyxiation. Like, like that's like what she was talking about, and she just chokes him, and it's just insane. It's just she's she was wild, and she was a wild, wild character. And post post uh, hemorrhage, Tommy gets in on that. So there you go. That's our little you know spoiler filled discussion about Tommy. If you guys have something that you want us to talk about that has a spoiler involved in it. We'll take it. We'll we'll gladly take any of your questions, any of your feedback to talk about. You know, seasons four or five. You know, talking future to six. We could do that, and that's what it is. It's Grace's secret. We never know if she won the race or not at Cheltenham, or what is it? Was it Cheltenham or was it uh, Epsom? Epsom. That was Epsom. It was Epsom. Oh, it was awesome. I'm watching Succession, which is my favorite show on TV right now, and they're in the UK, and the main character is oh. talking about how he's going to Cheltenham, and I freaked out. The Cheltenham race is Tommy. 
the Charlton races. And so that was, what was that, from season that one? season one. That was the red dress. That was with Billy Kimba? That was the red dress. Is it going to be a king? Billy Kimba. So thanks so much for listening. We're going to be posting season three, episode five soon. We're going to try to have everything out for you guys by that October 4th weekend, talking about season four as well and all the recaps so that when you do binge watch it all, we'll have everything that you guys can catch up on, you guys can recap, you guys can just try to get all of your your Peaky Blinders memories into one little capsule like we're trying to do here. And once again, you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Peaky Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at By Order of Peaky. Send some feedback. We want, as of right now, I have no idea what next episode's Grace's Secrets can be. So we can possibly discuss one of your guys' ideas on whether, I don't know, the Tommy's loss of his son drives that even further or if maybe that brings him back to earth because i think that might happen next episode when we get charlie kidnapped and and tommy goes into full tunneler mode regardless send us your feedback email us at bootpeakyblinders at gmail.com wrapping it up he's josh i'm daniel thanks for listening we binge so you don't have to on a gathering storm comes a tall, handsome man in a dusty black coat with a red right hand.